0: everybody and welcome back to someday all the podcast. My name is Ren, I am your host, and this podcast was born from the idea that we all say someday I'll do x, someday I'll do y, and we just got to turn that someday into today. We have to do the things we say we want to do, just take action on our hopes and dreams and visions because if we don't then who will? You know what I mean? And there's no time like the present, so I presently decided to start this podcast. Anyway, it is officially February. And by the time you're hearing this, it'll be a little more into February. But regardless, I want to talk about dry January. Dry January was something I decided to try, emphasis on the word try, to participate in. And I've done pretty damn well. I did give myself one cheat day. Let's start by talking about what is dry January. For those of you who don't know, dry January is the idea that people stop drinking alcohol, alcoholic beverages for the month of January. It's sort of like a new year reset. It's, it's gained a lot more popularity in the last couple of years, it seems like. According to CNN, it said that 35% of U.S. adults were, were committing to skipping alcohol for the entire month. And yeah, a lot of people say that the intent is just to kind of reset for their bodies, reset for their minds. Um, you know, January is always a time where we set new goals for ourselves. We set New Year's resolutions, all that good jazz. And so it's sort of like, you know, people wanting to reset. And I love that the intention is there. I love that so much. I did give myself a cheat day when it was my friend's last day at work. We've been working together for like two and a half years now. And it was her last day and we were all going out to celebrate her and one last final hurrah like the good old days and celebrate. And so I consciously made the decision to do that for myself every other day of January and beyond. Because I took that cheat day, I'm giving myself an extra 10 days to be on the dry the dry side. So I'm giving myself until I leave for New York on the 10th to stay dry, not drink. And my intention behind this is, originally it was just like, okay, yeah, like I indulge all the time. I am an indulgent person in a lot of different ways. Of everything, of media, I, I'm i heavily consumed. I feel like in a lot of ways I am a heavy consumer, whether it be media, alcohol, friends, like nonstop, nonstop. And so I kind of went into January after the new year being like, yes, I could use a break from alcohol. You know, a lot of times things get out of hand when I'm drinking and... I feel like crap the day after I've been drinking and sometimes I feel like I waste days after I've been drinking um, because all I want to do is stay in bed all day and I just thought a little break from this might be good for me. It might not be a bad idea and um, it's not all the time and I'm not saying alcohol is bad and I'm not saying this is a permanent thing for me and whatever but I think everything in moderation, right? So both my boyfriend and I committed to doing dry January. He did better than I. He did not take any cheat days. (laughs) But yeah, it's just with the intent of starting fresh and giving myself that necessary break. Um, But I think there's something to be said about recognizing that you can use a break. And it's funny because many times throughout the month, I'd be at whether family functions or friends' birthday parties or just nights with friends, hanging out, playing games, that um, everyone around me is drinking and I made the conscious decision not to drink. And it, to be completely honest, was harder than I expected it to be because being around it and not indulging in it, it's interesting. It's something that I'm not used to. It's like... Not that I drink every day, but like on the weekends when my friends are going out and my friends are, you know, at a karaoke bar or my friends are even going out to dinner and enjoying a cocktail or having a game night where we're all screaming, playing games and I'm just simply not getting buzzed. It's not something that I'm used to. And I feel like just to be totally authentic because that's another one of my goals and another one of my pillars and everything like being authentic in the fact that it was not easy all the time. But I also never expected it to be hard because I don't find myself reliant on alcohol. I don't find myself reliant on um, being under the influence. I don't feel that I have a social anxiety to where I feel the need to drink or indulge in, in things like that. And so it's funny and definitely I'm feeling very reflective as the month has come to a close. And even though I am staying dry for another week that reflecting on the month and like the fact that it was It wasn't as easy as I had expected. Like, I even sat down for um, uh, a long lunch with my dad and my sister and uh, a a long-lost family member. And just to not be drinking out of the bottle of wine that we'd purchased, like, it looked so delicious. And I feel like it would have warmed me up a little bit And as we were sitting on, like, the outside patio, outside heated patio. Like, it was sort of weird to not be participating and I, it made me wonder, like, why is that? Like, drinking is such a social concept and a social normity and a, like, it's so normalized and, like, encouraged to drink in a social setting. And so it was just, like, kind of funny to me to just, like, sit back and observe myself in those situations Um, Observe my feelings and my urges in those situations. Observe my ability to say no. And yeah, like I still wouldn't say I'm necessarily reliant on it, but it's – to zoom out, like it is just funny looking at how often we really do drink as a society, as a culture, as young people in our 20s, like post-college, post-COVID, like so many things. Like I even remember – And I hate to always bring this up, but it is a, was a monumental thing in our lives and still is like how much COVID changed things. Like I, I'm not saying I wasn't guilty of this, but so many people were drinking daily during COVID, during lockdown, being like stuck in our houses and it became a, a lifestyle alcoholism to some extent. And to be brutally honest, I know that there's some alcoholism in my family's background and in the people I've surrounded myself with all my life and the, to be able to step back and say no for whatever reason that might be, it is pretty powerful. And it begs the question, like, why do we drink so much? And like, to look at it from another angle, I make a living by intoxicating people. I am a bartender. I literally pay my bills by serving alcoholic beverages to people. And sometimes I wrestle with that because sometimes I'm like, do I even believe in this? But at the same time, it's like, I don't have anything against alcohol. I don't have anything by any means. Like, I love it. I love to indulge. I love getting drunk and hanging out with my friends and dancing and singing karaoke and sometimes letting it get freaking out of hand. And like, I'm not, you will never hear me say like, Well, never say never, right? But I I would not be the person to be like, yeah, alcohol is bad and I'm going to condemn these people for for doing this and indulging in this way because truly something about it is so fun and so full of release. And, you know, there are great benefits. You know, a glass of red wine with your daily dinner. Hey, man, that is good for you. I could have doctors back me up on that and Catholics. Okay. So (laughs) do with that what you will. I feel like I just wanted to come in here and talk about it a little bit because it made me zoom out a little bit on my life and to look at, look at the things I'm doing and the, the way that I'm living from another perspective, because I think it's really easy to be like, yeah, no, I'm not dependent on alcohol. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink every weekend, but then when you're not drinking and consciously making that decision, I'm like, I would have drank every weekend of January if I had not, you know, made the decision to say no. And like I said, I had my cheat day. I had my reckless night out where literally the one night I decided to drink throughout January was like a 7 a.m. night where I did not get home till the sun was rising over Chicago, okay? And that was fun and it was dandy and it was a little bit chaotic and I live for that. If you know me outside of the podcast, if you watch the vlogs, like – even if you listen here, like I do, like the chaos feeds my soul to some degree. And so I don't know where I was getting by saying that, but even though I did indulge that one night, I would have drank every weekend, sometimes twice in a weekend or three times in a given week throughout the month of January if I had not made that decision. And that isn't good for my body. Like I think about it and like how much I weigh, the, what, I, what I eat. Etc. etc. And drinking that much alcohol, like weekly or monthly, like that's really not probably that good for me. Because I think about it too of like when I'm drinking, I often don't just have one or two drinks. Like I'm getting drunk. And again, while that's cool and all fun and dandy, it also like, is that really healthy for me? Should I be doing that that often? And who's to say yes or no, right? No one can be the judge of that but myself and maybe my doctor, but I'm not going to the doctor, so who's to be the judge of that besides myself? And so I, looking at all this, taking this information in, using these self-observing moments, maybe that's not the healthiest thing for me, whether mentally or physically, right? Because mentally – I even said, I'll have days where I wake up the next day and literally could sleep the day away, sometimes do sleep the day away, not drink enough water, wake up dehydrated, wake up feeling like crap. Like, there are consequences, physically and mentally. Mentally, getting in unnecessary arguments, positioning myself in a place of anger and and lack of inhibitions, And in, right? That's the word? Am I saying that correctly? I feel like my microwave was like, my microwave. I feel like my microphone was barely far from my mouth for a lot of that. So I hope that the sound wasn't too crazy. But with my rambling, I was recognizing in myself that it wasn't the most healthy decision. And so to be able to step away from that is powerful. It shows me that I am in control. Ultimately, I am in control of everything I think, feel, say. To be able to look inward and make a decision for myself, for the people around me, for my bank account, because seriously, are we not going to talk about how much money I've saved not buying drinks, not buying drinks for my bar cart, not buying new bottles of wine, not throwing money in for more, for like the liquor at the dinner table, you know? So I feel like taking a break like that has only positive outcomes or has had only positive outcomes for me. And I understand that that might not be the case for everybody, but just like any podcast episode or any whatever, I'm going to encourage you to assess your life, assess your circumstances, maybe see if making a little change, even if it's a momentary change, even if it's a temporary change, and it doesn't even have to be surrounding alcohol, but maybe making some temporary little changes, trial changes can be helpful to you, can have a positive impact on your life and your goals and, and what you want your life to look like. I also read an Instagram post from one of my favorite bands, uh, the drummer, he uh, he posted about being 100 days sober from alcohol. And just that it has had like a positive impact on him. And like he even said, you know, it may not be a, ne- um, it may not be a forever change. And, and like he's on tour, like different bars every night, different city every night, like, but being 100 days sober from alcohol, it's had a positive effect on him. It's been able to reset his mind and have a positive effect on the people around him, on his bandmates, on his fiance, all these little things. And I think that's, I think that's powerful. Even if that's not the specific case for everybody, I think it's, um, it's worth talking about. I know I'm definitely going to walk away from this month and have a changed idea of, of what my drinking patterns should, could look like. Maybe I become more intentional about when I put alcohol into my body, how much alcohol I'm putting into my body when I do. What I'm drinking and why I'm drinking it. Is it just for the sake of going out? Is it for the sake of my friends to not be, you know, the outcast, the one who's not drinking? Is it for the is it for me? Am I drinking because I want to feel that like noodly body release? Like what what is what is the reasoning for doing that? And asking those necessary questions for myself. And for the people around me, I think that's pretty cool. I'm excited to see what else I can learn on this journey, um, and I'm excited to f- I'm excited to drink again. I'm excited to land in New York and go out for a Manhattan in Manhattan. I'm excited to drink a cocktail just for the sake of you know the mastery of mixology. <laughs> like I'm excited for that, and I'm again I'm not saying I'm not here to to preach at you and say that alcohol is bad and that you should you know take a dry month. It's not that at all, I'm here to share my experiences because again, who am I but a human with human experiences? That's where this podcast was born off of and that's um, what I'm excited to share with you. So do with this information what you will. Take it with a grain of salt, take it with a grain of sugar. But as always, I do feel that whoever clicks on my podcast episode, whoever listens to each little moment, you are meant to hear it for whatever reason. The universe has funny little ways of working through us and um, sh- sh- sending messages to each other. And so I hope that um, if you clicked on this episode, you got something from it, even if it's just a new song recommendation, which leads me into my favorite part of each episode where I give you a song recommendation based on my on-repeat playlist that Spotify makes for me, songs I've been listening to on-repeat, nonstop. And it's funny I don't even have to look at it, I don't even have to look at it this time because the song that I know has been on repeat, living rent free in my head for the past week, as well as on my Spotify playlist, it's the song Spite by Charlotte Sands. My dear Charlotte, I have been following her for a while now as I saw her open for, oh my God, what was it, like a sad summer fest maybe? Kind of like an alternative, kind of like a pop punk gal, writes wonderful music, independent artist. She just released a whole new album, and the song Spite has been playing nonstop for me. It's just like a fun kind of like Revenge on My Ex song, and it's about her getting famous out of Spite, and it's just such a little jam. Like, oh, it's fun. Definitely take a listen. I'll have the Spotify song linked in the show notes, so you can just go ahead and click my song recommendation. If there's one thing about me, it's that I have great music taste. So that I will, uh, I'll die on that hill. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Thank you for helping me to continue to be consistent with podcasting as that's one of my, that's one of my little 2024 goals is to be consistent in creating and sharing and doing the things that I set out to do. So thank you for clicking. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your listenership. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and rate on wherever platform you are hearing this on. It means a lot to me. It helps me grow and expand. And the word of mouth is so, so powerful. So share that with your friends as well. And don't forget to make your someday today.